AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome. You are now listening to The Professional Girls, it's the kid Ebony from the PhD podcast, the only place where you would hear interviews from Black women anonymously on stories that would enlighten and expand on taboo topics. Now, if you hear someone that sounds familiar, mind the business that pays you, child. If you like the PhD podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please, five star reviews only. Hold me down, don't hold me up. Merch is now available on the site as well as my book list. So please make sure you visit the link in the show notes below. You can connect with the kid on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl and at the PhD Podcast. If you are on Twitter, please follow me at the PhD Podcast. Now, if you are all caught up with episodes, listen to the bonus episodes by supporting the PhD Podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PhD Podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous, so let's begin this week's episode. So how important is it to make sure that you don't lose yourself during this journey? Because I feel like it could be so easy, especially if you were a mom. Oh, it is extremely important. That is the most important thing. The most important thing. Because once you get lost, you that's when you start, you know, really going downhill. Right. Because you you have to get clear on, or, and if you're not clear, that's the first step. Get clear on who you are, what your values are. Because- one, that's going to help determine whether or not this relationship is going to work for you. Because if you value certain things that are just impossible to do if someone's incarcerated, then, you know, that's going to be, you got to weigh that in. 
Um, and I always say that you have to be your own person. You you can't support somebody else during their lowest time in life if you don't have yourself together. Facts. And you know, losing your identity in a process is going to really lead to you getting depressed, feeling stuck in life. And then at some point, what's going to happen is you're going to resent the relationship. You're going to regret even being in a relationship. And then you're going to look back on the 10, 25, 30 plus years that you didn't put in with this man and say, damn, what did I do for me? Facts. What did I do? Did I even put an effort and time into achieving my own goals? Child, I feel like you uh, preaching the word. Even if you're a nigga not in jail, this is for every woman. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're right. That's a fact. You can't, and and people, yeah, you got to understand, it has nothing to do with the person being in prison. You make a good point because you should be doing this regardless. And I'm going to tell you, there's bad relationships in prison, just like there's bad relationships outside of prison. Mm -hmm. It is no different. You can find a good man in prison or out of prison, or a bad man in prison, a bad man out of prison. It's the same. And sometimes we lose focus on the fact just because they're in prison. Mm-hmm. No, it's, you know, you still got to uphold the same standards as if you were. Right. Uh, if it was a two free free world people. Mm. And you also talked about the transition you made when it came to changing your mindset and how your son influenced you to do it because you looked at him one day and you saw that he was like, he looked stressed out. Yeah, I had a realization and I saw him standing there. He was only two years old and he looked like he had the world on his shoulders. Mm. It, it was it happened so fast for me. It was in that split second that I realized that I was potentially ruining the future of my, my son. And the way I, I viewed it is that I'm a single mother or he has a single mom. He's black. He's a black male. He has an incarcerated father. He's in Baltimore City, one of the worst school systems in the country. And I'm like, if I and, I, and Harry's got a depressed mother, what am I setting him up for? And I had all these thoughts that were literally less than a second, all these things came in my head. And it was like instantaneous. Like, if I don't get myself together, I'm ruining the future of my children. And that, and literally that is what, that was the starting point for me um, getting getting on track. And the first thing I did was I changed my radio station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always say that. <laughs> I, it, I think that's important because people think that you have to do this big monumentous thing to change your life. And it literally just started with me changing my radio station. I was changing my environment. That's all I was doing. It was a simple thing. Boop. I started listening to like, it was like a gospel contemporary Christian channel. It was enough. I was spewing positive messages in my head all day, all day. Mm. That, that was what I was doing. I was changing my mindset. I was taking off the radar. Yo, I shot so-and-so and yo, and yo, made this bad, I met this bad bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a fact though. It's a fact. Yo, what you put in you, like it matters. So now I'm super focused on 
knowing that things will be okay. I'm super focused on uh, uh, looking at things that are teaching me how to get out of that depressed you know, space. I, I blinded myself to everything else. So I put myself in a bubble. That's what I did. And that was just with that one change is how it started. What are some other things you did on your self-care journey? Oh, I hired some mentors like Les Robbins, mm -hmm. not, not financially, but on YouTube, you know, <laughs> um, Tony Robbins, you know, they were my best friends, even though they didn't know me. You know, all I did, all I, you know, when I wasn't listening to the radio, I lived on YouTube university mm. when I was washing the dishes. Sometimes when I was driving, right? Like every spare moment was spent on YouTube. Free game. Free, that, yes, for free. Yes. They were my, like I had, I, you know, they say like the, if you look at who your five closest people are in your life, that kind of gives you a, a idea of, you know, where you're heading. So I had some celebrity superstar best friends. And, and that is what I, that was one thing I did. Um, being careful about who I spoke to, who I spent my time with. Yo, I don't think the neighbors hardly even saw me. Facts. All I did was grind. That's all I did. I was out of the house by five, five o'clock. I didn't get home probably about nine. Well, no, maybe eight-ish. You know, I I I focused on um not tasks, but I focused on things that are moving me in a direction of being happier. Mm. So if I knew it was going to contribute to me being happy, I focused on it and didn't really worry about how it was going to happen. So just to answer your question, just changing your my, changing my environment. So what I was listening to, what I was seeing, who I was speaking to and anything, you know, along that avenue. So now that your husband is home, how has that been? Oh, Lord. <laughs> now, it just depends on what months you're talking about. Now you're talking about the first month, the third month, a year later, because there's been so many transitions. Well, he's been home for what, two years now? Yep, two years. He just passed his two-year anniversary. Oh, so Now, if you're talking about day one, ooh, mm, mm, we talking, we thinking nasty stuff. Right. <laughs> So, you know, that, that, the, you know, the initial homecoming, yeah, it's wonderful. And he looked like a deer in headlights, if you ask me, because he's just like, right. Like it's a whole new world, literally. But let me tell you, that quickly declined. And I do mean quickly. Because <laughs> reality sits in real fast. So he kind of went to his shell, his dark place. Or as he said, he was dealing with demons. And I was already prepared for him not to work. I, as a matter of fact, I didn't want him to work because I knew that he was going to need time to prepare mentally. And so we had that stage where, you know, it was cool. And then um, at some point, and he was like exercising and reading. He had a regimen. And I loved it. That, that dissipated, blew up. And then at some point, he started closet drinking mm. and, you know, smoking and stuff. Um, yeah, smoking weed? Um, cigarettes. He knows I hate oh. cigarettes. Mm. Oh, I'm sure he was doing that. He was doing that too, though. Um, 
but it was more like the hiding things. And then I found out he was getting money from an old girlfriend. Oh no. Oh, I, know you almost, I know you lost your shit. <laughs> Yo, there's nothing. Look, when a woman look, man, I will expend every resource to get down to the truth. I don't, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but you turn into the best detective that ever, the city has ever found. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it is, it takes so much energy and like time to, like, I did not go to sleep. Because you're scared. I was going through every text, email, and whatever else platform you on and to look. Oh, wow. And, and then set you up. My husband would probably be laughing if he's here. I had his suitcase packed at the door. But do you feel like if I'm playing devil's advocate, which I don't agree with what he did or what if somebody was to do that in a relationship, but do you think he was doing that to show that he can still provide in a sense? No. no. Oh, you think he was just doing that because she was just giving him money? He was, uh, um, you know, asking this question to me now is, uh, is from not being in it because right. now I'm looking back on it he didn't have money per se that he was bringing him in himself. That's what I'm saying. But because when he got home, you created this amazing life for y'all, mm-hmm. for your family. So I can only imagine how he would feel coming home and he's not able to contribute. And granted, if think of him asking me for money to go buy a bottle of liquor. He knows what my response is going to be. Exactly. What you need looking for? What you t- So and then that's me. And that's me. I mean, somebody else probably would have been like, sure, but he just knows how I am. Right. <laughs> Especially because I'm a non-drinker. Mm. Uh, you know, so, and I don't want to enable him and in, 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 in put him in that space. But this other woman who was, who wanted, who's wanting his attention is willing to do that. And, and I right. found out that, you know, he was still in for now. Some women have different opinions on this topic. Like for me, I no, I don't like if you getting money from other women. This, that no, no, and and, th- and people differ. People differ on this topic, you know. But for me, no, I was I was like heartbroken mm-hmm. to find out everything that was happening behind my back. I was heartbroken. Like it was the hiding in the in the in like deceitfulness. Yeah, and who and the person that I was with. Yo, and that that was probably the catalyst to us going downhill. Mm-hmm. The point when you asked me earlier, had I ever thought about leaving him? Yes, um, because it got that bad, you know. And I was like, I don't know, I don't, like, and I was pregnant. Mm. Um, and I think honestly, the pregnancy probably saved us from really destroying each other. Because my stress level was so high. I said, I cannot do this with you. I cannot. We need to talk to each other in a way that allows me to feel like I can healthily carry this baby. Mm. Because I went through that during the second pregnancy without him. And I said, I can, I, Lord, I feel like every time I got pregnant, something bad happened. It's like, damn. I literally like when he got locked up and I was pregnant. I thought I was going to have a miscarriage because my I was so stressed out. I was so worried, mm. which is where my son got his name from, Knight. 
God is protecting him. There's a Bible verse, Ephesians. Uh, oh my God, don't quote. I forget. The, is it three nineteen? I can't remember. I hope that's not wrong. But it talks about putting your armor, putting your armor around you. You know, the mm. armor of God. Right. So, and I was so afraid of having a miscarriage that you know, I, I the name came to me. Knight. He's protected by God, and he's also going to be a knight. You know, a knight for God. But, and it gave me comfort knowing, you know, that he, he was going to be okay. But yeah. And that's like, when he came home, I was like, not again. No. Right. Right. So what did forgiveness look like? Cause... What does forgiveness look like? Ooh. Wow. Hmm. What does forgiveness look like? Wow. Oh gosh. Or have you forgave them? Uh, I guess the ultimate answer would be yes, because I, I hold no resentment. I hold no anger. Um, I even, before he came home, I even uh, made a decision that I was not going to berate him about the events that transpired that landed him in prison. Because for me to dwell on that, I know would have held up my relationship. Um. So forgiveness one is a choice. And you hear all the time, forgiveness is not for that, not for them, it's for you. <laughs> and, but it's so true because when you don't forgive, it wanes on your own health. Mm -hmm. And the most important valuable that I have is my health. So it's not that I'm thinking about does he deserve to be forgiven? But I think too, if he's taking action to show me that he's not going to make the same mistake twice, or he's not going, you know, that he's regretful for anything, or, you know, if he's moving in a way that shows me that he's getting better, or making a, making a uh, attempt to get better for me, that's enough. Right. Now, how long does it take to forgive somebody? That's a different question. Right. <laughs> But forgiveness is a choice. But forgiveness doesn't just happen, you know, you have to get to the point where you say, all right, I'm letting it go. But it's a process to get to that point of saying, I'm done. But when you get to that point, you're done. Right. But the process to get there can can take, you know, different times from, you know, different people. Um, but yeah, if you have to make a decision. You either want to be there or you don't. Just like, my success when he was gone, like, I, you know, I won fitness competitions. I won the Dancing with the Stars competition here in Maryland for Alzheimer's Association. It was, I'm making a decision I'm going to win. Not to get off track, who who do you know that was affected um, by Alzheimer's? Um, my client, Miss Janet Hughes, shout out, um, her mother. But what happened was when my husband was home, we volunteered at that event eight years prior. And I was like, one day I'm going to dance in that. No, nah, that's really dope. Cause I used to do community service with them. Cause my grandmother was affected by Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Yep. 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 Yeah. So um, I thought that was really dope. Yeah. So it started from prior when we were dating and I just made a decision that during that time while he was incarcerated, that I'm going to go after every single goal or thing that I said that I wanted to do right and that it just happened that just happened to be the time and 
what I've learned through the process of all the things that I won and participated in is it doesn't matter what obstacles are in front of you. The only thing you need to do is just decide that you're going to win. You don't need to know how to do it. You just got to believe it. You just got, yeah, you, you have to believe it's possible, but not get caught up in how it's going to happen. The how is not your problem. Leave it up with the Lord. Yeah, the how is never your problem. So if your worry is only about the how, you're worried, you're focused on the wrong thing. Facts. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you have to make a lot of the adjustments while he was at home or while he was while you was preparing for him to come home? Uh, I would say in my mind, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, and I'm not not against not not uh being sarcastic against you. No, 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 no. In my mind. I view life as like in order to be successful, life is all about adjustments, right? Facts. Life, that's what life is. Like, if I can't adjust, I can't win. Because what what's one thing we do know? Life always happens, right? Oh, life is going life. <laughs> right? You can't predict what's gonna happen. But you always have control over how you respond. Facts. So if you if you're a one trick pony, you ain't gonna make it. And Facts. you don't have to know everything, but you have to at least be willing to do the research and put the time in to figure out or try different things to see what's gonna work. That's all life is. Just like, all right, hmm, how am I gonna maneuver around this kind of thing? So yes, definitely, of course. Making adjustments, that's the name of the game. Fact. So anyone can do it. Mm. So what is some advice you would give to women who feel like men owe them after prison? Oh my God. <laughs> you was on my page, huh? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. If, I, if I'm riding this big with you and I'm making sure you good and you come home and you, you trying to be funny, Oh no. no. Here's the thing. That's a that's an assumption that they're trying to be funny and just going off how you worded it, right? Well, let me not make the assumption. I I caught you out here being disrespectful and trying it. And I do, you made a good point. I watched an interview of yours and you said that people are allowed to change. So who he was when he went in may not always be who he is when he can't come out. Absolutely. So I do agree with that. It's a, I think people get so caught up in hearing all the negative stories. So number one, if you're caught up on that, you're never giving yourself a chance. And number two, you shouldn't be in the relationship expecting a kickback, expecting, would you, do you always expect the person to stay with you if they're, if it's not a prison relationship, think about it. If it's not going right, do you expect them to stay and drag it out? If right. it's not from him, why would you have that same expectation for a man just because they came home from prison? In his in in his biggest life transition ever. Like, does that make sense? Right. If you look at it from that perspective, what your what your your expectation makes no sense. But but I you here's the thing, huh? But you will think this way if you didn't live your life. If my husband decides, hey, it ain't gonna work, am I gonna be heartbroken? Yes. Will I regret it? Hell no. I yo, 
I did not hold back on living. He didn't stop me from living my life. But right. if you are that person that allowed the situation to stop you from living your life, you're going to be in that space. Like, you ain't leaving me. I helped. I spent all this money, took money out of my pocket, didn't go on vacation, didn't do this, all because I'm support. I supported you. And then you think you're going to come home and leave me? Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's your fault? Like, nigga, you got your rabbit-ass mind. Exactly, but that's your fault. Right. You chose not to take responsibility for your life, and now you're holding him hostage when you're going to be miserable anyway because the relationship was never was not meant to be. So what do you think about if that if the man and woman comes to an agreement, like, listen, I'm doing this bid, you can do your thing. But when I come home, it's us. How do you feel about that? I think there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what works for y'all too, then do it. Right. I look, I don't ever impose my beliefs on anybody else. Because at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility to tell you whether or not the relationship should work or if you should even be there. Because everyone has a different idea of what a relationship, uh, 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 you know, what that looks like for them, what makes them happy. Just like success for you looks different to success for me, right? So if that's what's going to make it work for y'all too, and you're cool with that, then there should be no problem in my eyes. Right. But do you feel like prison forces men to get married so they won't be alone? Does the way you worded that question does it force them to get married so they won't be alone? Mm, I think, gosh, I'm trying to think how I should answer this question because there's so many different variables to this. I feel like in order for sorry, you got some relationships where they just want to hook somebody then there's some relationships where they truly feel a connection and they feel like that's the natural step to progress but then sometimes i feel like it's rushed because a woman may really feel in love with somebody and say yes oh my god it's like no relationship i've ever had but they don't understand what's actually happening mentally Right. And why the relationship is different because he's in prison, because he's super focused on you. But I feel like marriage is rushed because there's certain privilege you can't have. Like in California, you can't have conjugal visits or, uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not sure all the laws in every state because in Maryland, I don't get conjugal visits anyway. Mm. So I think sometimes marriage is rushed based on the laws or the rules surrounding the prison because in my eyes, Knowing what I know, I don't understand why you would rush marriage, something so serious, when you really don't know enough about that person. Because now, and I'm thinking from the perspective if that person's coming home, everyone's not coming home, right? If that person's coming home, I don't see why you need to rush marriage because you, it's going to be a, a whole different ball game when they come home and they have no idea. And I really have not seen or know what he or how he operates or thinks in the real world because he's not living in this world. He's yeah, living the world, in the-, the world changes so quick. <laughs> yeah, like they don't even they have no idea how much they don't know about this man. Like literally have no clue. And even if they did know him, 
prison changes people. And it's going to, if they ever change back, I mean, prison, you're never the same person coming home. Right. Right. Now, if that relationship, if he's in there for life, I mean, granted, this is the, this is the parameter of your relationship. That's not going to change much. Right. So if you already settled on the fact that you're okay with marrying somebody and the fact that this is how it's going to be, then okay. You know, that you know, everyone has to live their life and do what's do what makes them happy. Right. So, what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> no, you touched on it though, like, because I asked you, do you feel like prison forces men to get married? But I was going to ask you, but you kind of touched on this as well. I feel like the prison forces the the, the person at home to get married. Mm. I think. I feel like they think they have to do that sometimes. Right. I, you know, I, I really want to think more about that question that you asked. I might have to do a post about that. Yeah. It's prison, like that, that, yeah, that's a good question. Cause I was on, I don't know if I was on your page or I went down rabbit hole and somebody was saying how, I guess you have to figure out different ways on how to avoid inmates if they're trying to use you. Cause there are some women who oh, yeah. date men that's in prison. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Now I I I always talk from the perspective of you know repairing and and and, and maintaining a healthy relationship, but there are a lot of relationships. I put that in quotations that aren't real, right? Where women are getting used for just as I just need her to get by, and if you are too blind or don't understand or see that happening, yeah, you're gonna get hurt. And my husband, you know, would say that a lot of relationships are there for beneficial gain. All of them aren't. And you have some relationships that started because, for example, I know a woman who was volunteering in the prison, working in the prison, and ended up, you know, starting a relationship with somebody and they're still together since he's been home. Well, and, they say all the niggas in jail, all the good ones, the fine ones. <laughs> know if i want to go i mean i i want to fall into that line of thinking but <laughs> there are fine men in prison yeah prison is just like out here yeah. it's just a different location right change of location but hearing her story he he get he uh got an interest in her because he heard her speaking and perked him up like who was that mm. so it was a genuine and he wasn't using her at all it was a natural, hmm, I'm digging that woman. I want to get to know her. Just like out here. Right. But just like in the free world, there's men out there looking to use women for sex or whatever it may be. And they're just stringing them along. Right. They're just in prison doing it. It's the same thing. Yeah. There's no different. But there's an added layer to it because for some, it's for survival. Though, so so a lot of women fail to realize that a lot of times what they might be doing is out of human necessity. Mm. We, and they don't, people don't talk about this. Every human has basic needs, whether it's to feel loved, you know, to feel important, having hygiene products, having food, adequate access to healthy food. These are basic human needs that they're trying to get met because they're trying to survive in prison. Right. So we we take this, yes, you know, it, it's hard if you're on the receiving end, but sometimes we have to take a step back and think, why are they doing this? 
Why is this happening? There's so many things to consider and talk about and so many layers to this. And, and, and sometimes, you know, when we fail to take a step back and look at the whole picture is when we really get, if we don't do that, we get really angry because mm -hmm. we don't have a full understanding of what's going on. And it's important to understand human basic needs if you're going to be in a prison relationship. Yeah. You can't come to me talking about our intimacy, this, our relationship, that, when the man doesn't even have enough food to eat. He could give two craps about being intimate with you if he ain't eating right. He ain't thinking about that. Mm. So if, if, if you're in a true relationship where both parties want to make it work and it's genuine, you need to address this human basic needs first. If you're trying to get to the thriving relationship stage. Right. It's no different than when I was in grad school. I was, I was a, you know, a struggling grad student. You know, I had to take out loans just to pay my rent. The church reeled us in by providing us with fried chicken, some good old macaroni and cheese and greens. <laughs> Guess who was showing up to church? First one in line. <laughs> so once you secured my bottom level, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, what's at the bottom base level? Food, mm -hmm. shelter, right? They're helping me to feel, fulfill my human basic needs. So now I can go get the Holy Ghost. I showed up first. They got me to show up. Now I'm willing to listen. Mm -hmm. Right? You're doing things in the wrong order if you're trying to do intimacy first. Yeah. You, you ain't doing it right. You're not doing it in the right order. Right. That's a fact. So That's there's so fact. many different things that people don't even think about that you have to consider when you're in a prison relationship. I mean, this is true in a regular relationship too. I'm, right? I would assume so. Yeah. No facts. Right? So yeah. What would you say is some advice you would give to someone who is new to this prison wife journey? Some advice? Oh man. Um, well, first thing that comes to mind is to tell them that life is not over. Mm. You can still love life. You can still love life, I promise you. Don't compare your life to a free world couple. Mm. Comparison. What is Avant? Avant. Comparison uh, is the thief of joy. Yes. Bad. That, that will send you into a tailspin. Looking at Facebook pictures of that that happy couple going out to eat, smiling. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't. So don't compare yourself to other people or situations, because you're not going to be able to move like them. So you you have to take take it one step at a time. So I right. think that's the biggest thing running your race, doing your own personal journey. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You, you, you gotta humble yourself and be willing to, uh, hopefully at some point you're willing to share your experience because the only way that people can reach out to you is to know you and to understand your story. Right. So if you are so fearful of people finding out, there's zero opportunity for somebody to reach down to help you and pull mm -hmm. you up. When people heard or, or learned about my story, it was an opportunity for people to help me. You literally, literally are robbing people the opportunity of helping you or that satisfaction because people love, they get joy out of helping one another, uh, helping other people, right? Mm -hmm. You deny someone access to help you, you not only hurt, hurt yourself, you hurt the person who's offering it to you. Right. 
But for some of y'all, y'all don't even get to that point because you don't even tell people you're struggling. Yeah. You, you gotta be, you gotta be willing to step out and step past the fear of people judging you. There's no way I would have received six months worth of free diapers if people didn't know my struggle. There's no way somebody would have said, hey, I got you this summer for that electric and gas bill if everyone didn't know my struggle. Hmm. I would have never received a sponsorship for my first fitness competition if I was never verbal about my struggle. They saw how I was handling myself. I was like, wow, you're such an inspiration. That fell in my lap. I didn't even, wasn't even looking for it. So you gotta be willing to make yourself vulnerable enough to receive help. And last but not least, would you do it all over again? It, and if not, what would you change? Okay, beep, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear the second question. What was the second question? Right. I blown, my mind went blank. <laughs> Oh my God, I think we're with a different place. I can't. I, oh my God, Lord Jesus. That's just, mm. I just, I, like, it almost steals words out of my mind. Like, it almost renders me, renders me speechless. I, oh God. Wow. I, I, what the, I mean, God. I, I, I just too much into your business, but do you regret doing it? Oh no, absolutely not. Do but I regret it? Do I regret? I don't regret anything, but do I regret what? But you don't, you just wouldn't do it all over again. I just can't. I just, oh my God. Yo, I mean, I am thankful for the journey. I'm grateful for the journey because it has made me who I am. Without the journey, there's no me. But do I want to do it again? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just like don't want to stab myself. Right. Like I don't I don't think people understand the depth of pain. The, the, and, and you and you, because you've never been through it, will never understand what that feels like. And I would never want you to go through it. Mm -hmm. Like the depth of pain and suffering I went through. It's just not something that you just say, hey, yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> what? This, this got to be something wrong with you. Right. This, but I retrospect, I mean, I look back on it and be like, I'm thankful for it. Yes, I appreciate it. And I, I'm so happy that I learned a lesson in the process. But F no. <laughs> no. Now, granted, I don't even know. I don't even going to say it. I can't even go there. I can't even go there. I can't, I can't even go. That's that's it. That's all I, I can, that's all I can say on that. You will give me what you to say. I can't. I no. I cannot even bring myself to say that because that's not something in my future. I can't. Mm. That's it. We done with that. That that part of the journey is done. Mm. We done. 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 Mm. Well, on that note. <laughs> If y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure to email me at hello at the phdpodcast.com. I thought this was a very informative and amazing conversation. 
So to my guests, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was awesome. I appreciate you for inviting me on here. Of course. Of course. We was on here for what? Almost an hour and a half, close to two hours, Kiki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, you have a... Yo. Oh, I just, that last question. Mm. Yeah, you. <laughs> my heart hurt. Oh. Why? Because even the, the thought process of going down there and, and thinking about having to do it again, like, I, I don't even want to put myself in the thought process of how I would be if I can't even, it, no, I can't even go there. Mm. I can't. So you would be like, nope, that's it. I can't. I can't even make that an option. That's not even an option. Mm. That can't be on the table. You know how they say, like, you can't put the D word, divorce on the table? Like, Mm, yeah she's so serious i wish i could see her face <laughs> she, <laughs> mm-hmm. yo and on that note later <laughs> you know bye. oh bye bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah she really like i'm not doing that again <laughs> i thought you was about to hit the stop button on me <laughs> at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work, in traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.